Hello, welcome back to the Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 11, reviewing NXT from March 14th. Um, so we're going to hop right into this one. Uh, to begin this episode, we had the returning Johnny Gargano, who is now back in NXT. Um, he delivered a quick promo uh, foreshadowing that you don't mess uh, with another man's home. Uh, this led to actually Vic Joseph, one of the commentators, showing Johnny a live stream of Grayson Waller uh, at his house. Yeah, this is a very, very cool segment. It reminds me of, you know, uh, Attitude Era-esque when, when you go to someone's house, you, you destroy their house, and then you fight them inside the house. But I think this was such a good opening segment. I'm glad Johnny's back. I'm glad I'm glad he's doing double duty, honestly. I, I, I didn't think he was going to do double duty because he's working Raw and NXT, so good for him. It was a good opening segment, and I, I, as we'll talk about later in the episode, it, it definitely progressed to something a lot more action-packed and a lot more violent. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely will talk about it later uh, that it brought more of a um, physical aspect to what was going on um, later in the episode. But yeah, I do think that the going to somebody's house, like I remember I watched like when Triple H and Randy Orton did it. And again, we've seen like Randy Orton burn down Bray Wyatt's house. So I think the house angle is always really good. It makes it feel more personal, makes the matches feel uh, more enticing to watch. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a good. It's definitely a good aspect to Grayson Waller's like douchey character that that he has going for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, heading into our next matchup, we had a tag team championship match. So this was Gallus and Pretty Deadly. Um, I brought it up in our Twitter. I believe this was probably Pretty Deadly's last shot at the tag team titles for a little bit. Uh, they probably have to go back to the back of the line if they lost. They did end up losing. Um, to where they uh had to figure out a different way to get to stand and deliver. Uh, we learned later that they would actually be the hosts of stand and deliver. Um, in a pretty solid match. Again, I'm a big, pretty deadly fan. So it's unfortunate that they lost. Um, but Gallus seems to be really strong. They're trying to get it back from their injury. So what were your thoughts on what we saw? Yeah, so it was a good, good wrestling match, you know, pretty deadly and Gallus two two honestly polar opposite wrestling styles in my opinion, but, uh, Two, two different wrestling styles putting on a good match. We all knew how this match was going to go because you, you can't you can't drop the tag titles right before Stan and Deliver. So Gallus obviously, obviously retained. Um, and, and just speaking to your point that you said earlier, yes, Pretty Deadly is in the back of the line now. And I guess a question I have is, have they done enough on this NXT roster to earn a main title run? Um, or a main, I'm sorry, a main roster run or a main roster call up after stand and deliver um i definitely think you can make the argument both ways again we've seen them hold tag team gold so we know they could do that we've seen them in the ring we've seen them on the mics they definitely have the skill set that you would want to see on the main roster i guess the argument is 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 there more do they could they win the tag team titles again at nxt and you know because the Main roster tag team right now is is a little weird. Again, we know that we're going to see that fatal four way showcase match, but the titles are together at in the, on the main roster. So there's only so much room for so many people, and I think Pretty Deadly is good enough not to be that kind of jabroni type tag team. So I think it's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting point, but I think that they should stay on NXT for a little while longer. Maybe make another run at a championship match, or just use, use their talent to bring up younger tag teams at NXT before they head out. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think they, they need to stay together as a tag team. I can't envision any of them going off on a solo career just yet. But 
I think you, you made a good point. They could stay down at NXT. They could cause some trouble. They could work some pretty good, entertaining, non-title picture feuds with, with, with some other tag teams down in there. So uh, I'm excited to see what they do with Pretty Deadly, considering they're probably going to be out of the title picture for, for the next, you know, at least three to five months from here. Yeah, so Pretty Deadly definitely out of the title picture um, after losing to Gallus. Um, we learned that uh, we saw tweets from Shawn Michaels saying that there's going to be a fatal five-way ladder match. Um, he did bring up that it was for the Women's Championship. Um, we're not really sure if that means that Roxanne is competing in it or if they are vacating the title. Again, I think that they'll get to four and then Roxanne will come back um, and she will still fight if we're still going on this injury angle. She could actually be seriously hurt, um, which means that she wouldn't compete. But we had our first qualifying match for that championship ladder match, which was Zoe Stark and Sol Ruka. Um, I definitely thought Sol Ruka would be better fit for a ladder match, considering her high-flying ability, her athleticism. But they did have Zoe Stark pick up the victory. Um, I think that's also showing that Zoe Stark is probably closer to going to the main roster than Sol Ruka is. So I think it was an interesting kind of way to have Zoe Stark win. Um, but yeah, she's the first entrant into the women's title match at Stand Deliver. Yeah, uh, back to your point, I definitely think this is a work. I definitely think that Ro Roxanne will be the fifth woman in this match because if you were to book this as a work but have her vacated completely, that'd be pretty, I don't know, that, that'd just be pretty awful because you're not giving her enough, you know, enough matches with the title, enough recognition that she deserves. Uh, On to the first qualifying match. Am I mad that Zoe Starks won? I'm not necessarily mad because Zoe Starks, like I said before, is probably a top, might be a top five in-ring wrestler in all of WWE. She, she, she's great. She's entertaining. I love to watch her. But there's no one hotter than, than Soruka right now. She's red hot. She's over with the fans. She's got the in-ring work. I feel like this could have been an opportunity to push her more than she's already being pushed and test her to see, can she, can she compete in her own right? at a five-person ladder match in, in the biggest uh, pay-per-view of the year for NXT. Can she do that? And I feel like that would have been a good test for her. Um, either way, she's still going to be red hot regardless of, of how they book this. And I'm just excited to see the other contestants in this match. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. Um, heading into our next match, um, this was a three uh, triple threat tag team match. Um, the winner would face... Uh, Kiana James and what's the other girl's name? Fallon Henley. There you go. And Fallon Henley, uh, they are the current tag team champs. Um, this is a match between Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, and Ivy Nyland, Tatum Paxley. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire picked up the victory. Um, I think Katana Chance and Caden Carter were the best tag team in that matchup. But I think that they had their run, and now you want to try to see if other tag teams get over with the crowd. So Isla Dawn and Alba Fire will face Henley and James at Stand and Deliver for the women's tag team's titles. Listen, I'm going to be brutally honest. This match got the got the times eight fast forward on my on my DVR. Unfortunately, I just I, I and it has nothing to do with Kaden and Katana because I love them. I could watch them all day long. It's just I I'm just not over on Tatum and and Ivy, and I'm I'm not over on. Isla and Alba Fire, they they were feuding. They hated each other, and then all of a sudden they were they were best friends in a tag team. I don't know if it's because 
the witchcraft or the mystical shit, but I, I just I just don't really I don't like it. I feel like that it's night and day. Like one day they were enemies and now they're best friends competing for the tag titles at Stand and Deliver. I just I, I can't be bothered with this with this little storyline. So unfortunately I just got the time date fast forward. But uh, in terms of wrestling, they're, they're good wrestlers. So I'll, I'll watch the match at Stand and Deliver and I, I am excited. I don't know how it's going to go because ever since Katana and Chance lost their titles, I feel like the tag team, the, the, the tag titles have, have been collecting dust. I mean, I think they have literally. And uh, hopefully they can elevate these titles to what they were when Katana and Kaden held it. Yeah, and I think it's just, um, it comes down to not many people really like Fenley and Kiana James and this weird kind of love story thing. So I think they're trying out new tag teams just to see what they can get. They know they have stars and Katana Chance and Kaden Carter, but they're going to check out these other tag teams, just see what they get. So I think it's Sam Deliver, um, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire will beat James and Fallon Henley. Um, and I think they'll become the new tag team champs. And then maybe they'll have a little run and just see how the crowd reacts. And then maybe we'll see another tag team title switch, which would be unfortunate, but it's kind of how you have to do it uh, with women's tag team title matches, especially in uh, NXT. Um, we had then Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough. Uh, this was a promo from Ilya Dragunov. Uh, it was centered around their match uh, coming up at Sand Deliver, to which McDonough came out. And then it was an all-out brawl, uh, took place backstage uh, until they had to finally be separated. Um, they just kept going at each other. So I think they're, they're two guys who, you know, it makes it really look like they hate each other, but they're going to put on such a good match with Sand Deliver. And I think when you look at the card that we're building towards Sand Deliver, that's going to be like a top three match that we're going to see for sure. Oh, 100%. I can watch these guys feud forever and ever and ever and ever, and I can watch them fight forever. I, I think they're great talent. I think they're definitely ready for the main roster. Not that I would bring them up yet, but I think they are ready. I think they've solidified that, especially because of their time in NXT UK. Um, everything they do is just, it's, it's gold. The promos are gold. Their, their stories are gold. The, the brawls they have are gold. And, and then their in-ring work is just stellar. And, and this match may be, may be the number one match in at Stand and Deliver. And and I, I say that truthfully because these guys could really wrestle. These the, these wrestlers that come from the UK, man, like Tyler Bate, Ilya, uh, JD McDonough, they could wrestle, man. Pete Dunne, they, they could really, really wrestle. And they do it really good over there. Not to say that uh, NXT, the American NXT does it bad, but those guys, they're just, they bring a whole nother look to this, to this wrestling world. I think they're just great. And I think they're great for the company. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. It's a good point you made that NXT UK, they they do it really well over there. And I think that Dragon off kind of match, like I said, is going to be so good. Uh, we can see these guys fight all the time. Uh, heading into our next uh, little segment, we had, we were supposed to have uh, Wesley's Open Challenge. Um, this turned into an utter chaotic, I mean, there was at least 15 superstars out there trying to get to Wesley. Um, he ended up, this ended up being a time filler. We never actually got a match. Um, we did, though, see Wesley and Shawn Michaels later in the show uh, where Shawn Michaels said, you're going to have a fatal five-way at Sam Deliver for that championship, and you get to pick the four competitors. So I think Wesley now feels a little more sense of power, and I think that was a good move by NXT uh, to give the North American Championship also that kind of premium look, like, hey, this – this is worth fighting for, like pick four guys that you think are worth fighting that are worth it. And then we'll see a good match of sand deliver. I believe. Yeah, you stole the word, the words right out of my mouth. E even though this, 
open challenge didn't lead to another five-star match by Wesley. What it did do is it elevated that North American championship. It, it's not just a mid-card title. It is the title that everyone wants to hold. And 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 I think also further defending it with, with uh, it's a fatal five-way, right? Yes. Further defending it in a fatal five-way match just shows that people are hungry for this title. It's not just about the NXT title. It's about the North American title. And, and, and if NXT could just treat the tag team titles like that as well, every title in this company would. Not that the men's tag team titles don't have prestige but you know it's the, the, the it's it's more the women's tag team right now but if every title is is treated like like a belt everyone wants to get their hands on then that would elevate not only the, the belt but the wrestlers who hold them so i think this is a very very good segment to have if, if you are going to fill time they definitely uh, succeeded in elevating that championship but but a question i have for you is wesley gets to choose four other superstars who do you think are those four superstars that he'll choose um, that's a good question. Uh, I think Axiom will be one just because we saw him follow Wesley around and he really didn't get his chance. So I think he'll be one. I think Dragon Lee will be two. And the other two, I'm not really sure. Again, I'm not really thinking guys that already fought. So I'm not thinking Dijak. I'm not thinking Tony D'Angelo. Um, again, I'm not thinking JD McDonough. Um, we haven't seen Cam Grimes in a while. I'm not really sure if he's on his way back or something. Um, he can maybe be in it. Um, I think I'm going to go with Axiom, Dragon Lee, and the other two. I either think we'll find out in tonight's episode or next week's episode, or it'll be a weight game and we'll be surprised when we get to Santa Deliver. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Um, Dragon Lee and uh, what was your first one again? I'm sorry. What was Axiom. Axum, that that's Axum one hundred percent. I think maybe we get like a Nathan Frazier because they they literally had a five star match, and I feel like he he earned the respect. So maybe a Nathan Frazier, maybe maybe a Hank Walker too, just to throw that in there. I'm not sure, but 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 just to answer your question about Cameron Grimes, he's unfortunately he's he's done with NXT because uh he's earned that main roster spot, but they're not using him yet because there's there's no storyline for him. So they're gonna they're gonna debut Cameron Grimes after WrestleMania, I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I knew Cameron Grimes. He fought, but then he got hurt. I didn't hear about the main roster call-up. I th- think it's just – yeah, but, you know, I guess we kind of said the same thing about Johnny Gargano. Like, there was no storyline for Johnny Gargano, and they found yeah. a way to put him there. So, no storyline with Cam Grimes. It could mean just go back. and He doesn't have to win, but just, like, fight, get a reaction, and, again, make it a premium title. Yeah, I'm all for it. Cam Grimes, I could watch him wrestle all day long. Uh, heading into our next matchup was uh, the conclusion of a rivalry. Uh, again, I'm not really sure if we're going to see this again, but we might. Uh, it was Davicato against Apollo Crews. Uh, Davicato picked up the victory in a pretty solid match. Um, Apollo, I feel like he's better than NXT. I think he deserves to be on the main roster, as well as Davicato. I think they both do. Um, Apollo has been now starting to eat losses, so we saw him lose to Braun Breaker. We saw him lose to Carmelo Hayes, and now we see him lose to Davicato. So, Maybe there's no spot really for Apollo Crews in NXT, but I think Davicato, he could be a definite force if they want to keep him around. Yeah, Davicato, he, he he could wrestle for a big man. Usually these big men, they're not very technical, but he could really wrestle. I, I, I could watch him fight, fight um, Apollo Crews for a long time. I, I think it's a very, very good feud. I just think, I think considering he was, he was just the, what's the word? Just like the mentee of, of Apollo Crews, like Apollo Crews was his mentor. I feel like you should have booked Apollo to win this fight in a, in a very good match, and then have Dabakato win at you know stand and deliver in a, in a 
you know, some sort of gimmick match or something like that. Because I, I feel like his his win against Apollo Crews would be a lot more meaningful on, on the grand stage of them all because he was his – he was under Apollo's wing. So ha- having him win on a weekly episode, it, it doesn't really give it that much meaning. But, listen, if they want to book this match for Stand and Deliver, I'm all for it. No issues with that. I just – you know, it's hard to watch Apollo eat losses because you know that he's, he's good enough to beat Dabakato, like especially. He's, he's beaten Grayson Waller. He's, he, he took Braun Breaker to the ringer. Like he, he, could, he could beat virtually anyone he wants to, but it was just hard, hard to watch him lose this one. Yeah, definitely, as you said, hard to watch him lose this one. Um, he is good enough that he doesn't even be taking those losses, but I just think right now he's kind of spiraling. He's got no real story. Again, we might see them again at San Deliver, which I think Apollo should win. I think Apollo deserves to win. Um, but again, we'll see. Uh, heading in, we had another uh, NXT Women's Championship qualifying match. So earlier we talked about Zoe Stark. She was the first entrant. This matchup was between Gigi Dolan and Kiana James. Uh, Gigi Dolan picked up a victory. Uh, so that was good for me. I don't need to see Kiana James in two matches. Um, so Gigi Dolan will join Zoe Stark as the second woman in that latter match. Um, I thought this was a very solid match. I think it's good to get Gigi Dolan kind of away from JC Jade. Um, again, I'm sure their feud is not over. JC Jade is hurt, so I'm not sure where that's going to go. She could interrupt in this match, uh, causing Gigi Dolan to lose, and then they'll build their own feud. But I think putting Gigi Dolan in that kind of premium aspect of the match could be really good for her and her character. Yeah, it's, it's good for her singles run. She, she's a good wrestler. I, th- I think she could definitely hold her own as opposed to being a tag team. But to, to one of your points, I feel like JC Jane will be involved, but as a competitor in the in the latter match, I, I feel like you know we mentioned that that they're probably gonna get a a one on one match at San Delivery. Well, it looks like that's not the case. However, I feel like they can still have their feud within a ladder match, you know, and 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 have some pretty good spots where you know you're throwing her into the ladder, you know, using a steel chair, anything like that. I feel like this is the time to continue that feud if you are gonna do it. Put put JC Jane in the match, have her win over a mid card talent next or, or t- today or next week. And I feel like that could, you know, further the storyline and, and, and even progress it for weeks or months to come after Stand and Deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Again, we'll probably we'll skip over uh, the rest of this, but that's shaped out to be a really good ladder match, whoever the last three competitors are. For sure. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, we talked about Grace Waller being shown outside of John Gargano's house. We got back there, um, and it, this time – Johnny Gargano made it to his own house, and we had an all-out brawl. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Grace Waller outside of Johnny's house. Uh, we saw Johnny take beatings with a rake and uh, into the garbage can. So really good aspect of that, like, different type of fight, different type of brawl uh, that we were so used to seeing. Um, again, we even saw Johnny's wife, Candice LeRae, and, and her and their child. Um, so they were involved, too. So just making it more personal um, and making that match at Stand Deliver so much more enticing. Yeah, this is a very, very good segment. The the fighting was great. The 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 quote unquote wrestling was great. Uh, I like how they they involve Candice and the little and, the, and her little girl. I believe it's a girl. Um, I think that's very good. I like how Grayson was talking smack to Candice and and, and her, his kid. I feel like Grayson is just a top three heel in all of WWE. He could really work the mic. He could wrestle, and he's just fantastic. And I can't wait to see what he does eventually when he does reach the main roster. Uh, this is gonna be a very, very good fight. I can't wait for, for their match. I can't wait to see if there, there's any more violence or, or fireworks for, for the next episodes to come before Stan and Deliver. Uh, but yeah, this was, a, like I said before, it's like that ruthless aggression slash attitude era. 
esque segment, and I think it's great to watch on 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 weekly television. It definitely elevates the NXT brand a little bit to have something as big as this, and it definitely elevates their match ahead of Santa Deliver for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's again, I'm sure we're going to see a little bit more tonight, uh, continuing that feud. But it was a really, really, really good, strong showing by uh, NXT and Grayson and Johnny in last week's episode. Uh, to round off our show and our episode, uh, we're going to talk about the contract signing between Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes for their championship match at Santa Deliver. Um, in a contract time that I thought was really good, I didn't need to see Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes go to blows. Um, instead, they did throw the host of Santa Deliver pretty deadly through a table uh, after they called for drama, which I thought was a great segment. Uh, seeing Garg- uh, Gargano, seeing Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes kind of work together and kind of be like, we don't need to fight each other. Like we can do that in 12 days, 11 days at Sands liver. Yeah. These guys, these two are good enough to not have to brawl at a, at a contract signing or at a face to face. They are such good wrestlers, such good talent that you, you can wait to stand in the liver. We all know they're going to put on fireworks. We don't need to see him fight right now. It's not one of those feuds. It's not like they're, they're, they're beefing with each other. It's just, there's two guys each think they're the best. Each think that they have what it takes to hold their belt, to hold the belt. And uh, you just have to wait until Saturday at 1, 1 p.m. next Saturday when uh, when they fight in the main event. So I feel like that'll that'll be a great match. That's real good wrestling right there. Carmelo has been red hot for a while now. Brown Breaker obviously without, goes without saying. He's been red hot. He's been been the worker, the, uh, the, the workhorse, uh, rather, for the past year now. So I, I can't wait to see how this goes. Can't wait to see what they do in the next uh, couple of weeks leading up to it. Maybe Braun Breaker visits the barbershop, you know, maybe maybe Carmelo goes fishing with him like like that Apollo Crews feud. Who knows? I'm, I'm excited to see this match. I just can't wait to see it. Yeah, we're definitely in for a good buildup tonight and again next week leading up to that match. Um, I do think it's going to be such a good match. Uh, again, we talked about dragging off and McDonough. I think this will be another top three match on the card for sure. Um, I do still think that Carmelo Hayes does win because I think Braun Breaker is – in line for that main roster call-up. Again, I think I'm if I'm connecting it to WrestleMania, I think John Cena beats Theory, and he does the open challenge, and Braun Breaker's the one to accept the open challenge. Um, again, not saying that means Braun Breaker's going to win the United States title on his first night, but at least it'll introduce him to the main roster. I'm sure he'll get a huge crowd reaction. And then he faces John Cena. Um, so I think it'll be really good, and then Carmelo Hayes could start his era in NXT. For sure. It's, it's definitely, definitely looking like a good future ahead of WrestleMania and, and Stand and Deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that'll just about wrap up uh, episode 11 here of the Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. Um, if you like what you heard, make sure to download the podcast and follow it. Uh, we do have a Twitter. It is Table Wrestling. We've mentioned that. Uh, we were posting updates uh, on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. We love interacting with you guys. If you have any comments, uh, messages, just send them our way. If you have things you want us to talk about, uh, we definitely will. Uh, our Instagram is at Broken Table Instagram. Um, yeah, that'll do it for me. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Have a good day. Uh-huh.